Touchdown Miami. And the Canes answer very quickly. What a drive. Has to go in behind, but maintains possession. Great effort by Huberdo. Hands it over to Barkov. He fights Skinner away. Huberdo again, curls in. Huberdo to the net. Oh, what a goal by Huberdo! It's 4-1. Pizarro wants it. He's not going to get it just yet. Morgan's still on it. Now Pizarro gets it back to Morgan. To the left, Pellegrini inside. Pizarro Golazo. Pizarro Golazo. Good Tuesday, as the sports notes come back to you live. As always, he's here every single time. My co-host, Corey Wheeler. Corey, how you doing, bud? Look, we got to probably have you unmute there. Okay. <laughs> there we go. The joys <laughs> of technology in a COVID system, right? I'm telling you. What's up, man? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, fortunately this Tuesday, I'm not joined by Chris. So, uh, you know, the, I guess the funny part of our show is is gone for today. Yeah. But we got a lot to All talk right. about. Um, anyways, I, I guess since Thursday, the NBA must have heard my cries of desire for some type of enjoyable basketball. And uh, it, it seems in the past uh, four or five days, we, we've gotten that to an extent as players start to get a little bit healthy. As we're getting toward the all-star break, um, games have gotten a little bit better. Uh, you look at last night, um, a ter- two terrible teams, the Bulls and, and the Rockets, they put up 220 points combined. Uh, the Miami Heat, they, they finished their road trip three and three with, th- you know, look, Oklahoma City isn't by any stretch of the imagination a good team. But with everything the Miami Heat have gone through uh, to finish that road trip that started and looked like it could be pretty bad to finish 500 to come back home in an Eastern Conference we've talked about that's um, not no, actually actually four and three yeah, four and three was, I apologize yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sitting here putting it in my 500 all right <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right now as as you know the um, the playoffs I believe are extended to ten teams this year per division. If I got that, um, right. well, it's, um, well, it's another play-in, like um, yeah. uh, eight through ten or seven through ten has to do a play-in. So uh, right, right now, the Heat, uh, who started this road trip outside of that play-in, uh, they're in, man. Right now, they're they're, they're team number ten. Uh, they get the New York Knicks <laughs> in the play because <laughs> I believe it's seven, ten, eight, nine for the play-in. Yeah. So right, right now. A great rivalry from the past, the Heat and the Knicks. They they would renew that um, as the 15 and 16 Knicks would get the 14 and 17 Heat. Uh, but the funny part is the Heat have the same record as pretty much a Charlotte and the Bulls. Uh, the Heat have played one more game uh, than those two teams. Uh, all three are at 14 and 17. The Heat, six games out. Like Here's the crazy part about the East. And... Um, this season, the season that I had a lot of complain about on Thursday, the Heat, despite, and I think they played terribly this year. I, I do not think they're anywhere near the caliber they were in the bubble. Mm. I don't think they look impressive. 
Um, and, and then again, like we've talked about, Drogic is out. Uh, Jimmy Butler was out for a while. Uh, you know, Bam's been out for a couple games, you know, with, with the whole COVID aspect. But the Heat are right now, uh, there are only six games uh, out of first place in the East. Six. <laughs> That's crazy. With how bad they've been, the Miami <laughs> Heat are six games out of first place. They're one game, um, so, yeah, one game behind Boston. Boston's 15 and 15, and everybody's talking about how great Boston looks this year. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Heat are a game behind them. With how, wow. with how bad Miami's looked and how good Boston's look, Miami's a game out. They're a game out behind Indiana, who somehow, with nobody, continuously always seems to be uh, one of the top teams in the East. So as bad as Miami's been, two games behind the Raptors, one game behind the Pacers and Boston, Four behind Milwaukee, <laughs> and then uh, right now uh, Brooklyn has played one more game than the 76ers, so uh, they're 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 six behind the Sixers and and, and next. And right and, yeah. and, and and truthfully, the the only team in the East right now that I watch and and I know everybody, I don't I don't understand national TV, Corey, and, and maybe you can enlighten me on this. National TV is enthralled with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I'm not. I don't buy them as a contender. One uh, analyst, uh, Andrew Filipponi on CBS Sports, he said Brooklyn, if Anthony Davis doesn't come back, that the Brooklyn Nets are the favorite to win the championship. And I don't even think they're the best team in the East. I think right now, watching everybody, I think the Sixers are, and I don't even think the Sixers are a threat to the Lakers. Uh, I, I agree with that. Um, I think the Sixers right now are the top team. Um, they're the Brooklyn is starting to find their way, though. They're on a the little winning streak. Um, six and, straight. Six straight. Yeah, six straight. And and uh, KD, I don't think he's even back yet. But here's here's um, why I'm not impressed with their six straight uh, wins. Do you know the team who has the longest winning streak in the East behind the Brooklyn Nets? What's that? The Washington Wizards are on a five-game heater. <laughs> So I mean, yeah, fantastic! Yeah, Brooklyn's yeah. on a six game. The the Wizards are in a five game heater, man. Yeah, they just, they just beat the Lakers last night in overtime. Yeah, so I mean, I, look, uh, the, the the East is just dismal, and, and I and and as what you're saying, they're finding their stride. Well, and I guess Washington's finding their stride. The Raptors are finding their stride because they <laughs> they have uh you know four straight wins. Um, the Heat are finding their stride. <laughs> with three, I mean, uh, the the fact of the matter is when I look at, at the records, you don't want to play Philadelphia at home. They're 13-2. and two. Uh, Milwaukee, inside the division, they're perfect. So, I, you know, when you start looking at numbers, you know, that that's kind of what plays it to me. I, I just, with the Nets, with the inability to play defense, and the only team game where you're like, all right, maybe they – Maybe they played a little bit of defense. Wasn't that Lakers game? But right now the Lakers aren't looking too hot as they're as they're dropping games to everybody. But going back, look, they played. Um, they they beat they beat the Clippers last night. An impressive win. But once again, Clippers a hundred a hundred points scored. It's not the hundred and twenty that teams have been putting up against them. You know, as of late, um, but. You know, 
I'm, I'm kind of going through. Look, the Hawks, 114.96, but this was back in January. But, you know, the Wizards put up 123. Uh, you know, they shut down the Jazz. They beat the Sixers. But, the, you know, I mean, the, the, there's not a lot of defensive games here. They have beaten some pretty good teams as I'm looking at this. Well, that, I mean, they're, they're confident that they can outscore anyone, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's true. Kind of like the D'Antoni uh, theory, you know. Um, just yeah, just but, beat everyone with your offense. We we won't need defense because we're going to outscore you. Yeah, I mean, we go back to this game on January 20th when they had the big three for the first time. They gave up 147 points to the Cavs. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 124 to the Heat, you know. Obviously, the next night they killed us. They they only allowed eighty five, but you know you look one hundred twenty eight to the Hawks, one hundred and twenty five to Oklahoma City, one hundred and forty nine to the Wizards. Like I, I, I get it. You know, in February it's been a little bit better, but it, you know it, these happen. This this happened to this team. You know. Yeah, uh, people people will will argue that with oh they're working out the kinks. They were working out. Is, they're settling in now. They're the favorites, you know. It's Brooklyn, Brooklyn versus Lakers. Uh, but I mean, I think Philadelphia will give them a run for their money, and on the other side, Utah will give the Lakers a run for that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 no one's I, talking I, about Utah, really. I mean, is there anything exciting to talk about Utah about? I mean, no, it's, no. it's Utah. <laughs> Yeah, great team. I mean, it's not exciting basketball, but it's winning basketball. Oh, of course. Right now. I, I think they're the one number one seed, if I'm not mistaken. If we take a look at, uh, you know, standings, I'll give you, I, I, I do believe they are, especially with the Lakers' current struggles. Um, I mean, the Lakers, who would have thought? Anthony, well, I thought it. I, you know, Anthony Davis is that big of, of a player. I mean, that's why LeBron wanted him. Uh, but yeah. the Utah Jazz, yeah, they're they're three they're three and a half up on the Clippers and Lakers uh, for first place um, oh, wow. in, in the West, and and it's nice to see that the West is starting to shake things out. Uh, you know, the Suns are up there, but the Suns are a good young team that added talent uh, this offseason um, to build off of Devin Booker, things like that. Right now, the Suns are the hottest team in the West. I mean, everybody in the West is struggling. Uh, the Jazz, they. You know, they got a win uh, after a loss. The Clippers, they lost, obviously, um, to Brooklyn. Uh, the Lakers, they're on a three-game skid. Portland, they're, they're, they're two behind. The two hottest teams right now are, are San Antonio and the Suns, where the Suns have the same amount of, uh, of wins in a row as the Heat. They're on a three-game winning streak, and San Antonio's on a two-game winning streak. And it's good to see the Spurs back to being the Spurs, where – they're in contention, but they're still the most boring basketball team I've ever watched. Like, there's nothing exciting about that team, but they just win. Uh, I wish I can think of a player on the Spurs. That's how they have. Uh, <laughs> isn't Demar Derozan over there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Demar Derozan, <laughs> Marcus Aldridge still playing over there. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, I don't I know. Guess so, right? <laughs> I, 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 if he's still in the league, I, I would assume the only thing he would do is retire. Uh, uh Rudy little... Gay, maybe I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Popovich is still coaching though. That's all you gotta know. Is Pop's <laughs> there? And as long as Pop manager nobly come back, is he in <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy was gonna play forever, man. Yeah. 
but the West seems to be struggling, and everybody talked about how great the West was. I mean, look, the wins are there. Uh, 25 for Utah, 22 for the Clip. Uh, Lake Show's got 22 as well. Phoenix, I mean, Phoenix has got 20, Corey. That's a team no one's talking about. That That's in a season like this, if they stay healthy, that's a lot of young talent, man. Um, yeah. You got to give kudos to Chris Paul, too, whatever whatever team he goes to. Yeah. Uh, they win. You know, he stabilizes that offense and uh, he's getting those young, young players he's like, involved. He, he's like the the Tom Brady of the NBA. Like, he just has this great vision. You know, it, his talent might not be what it was when he was, you know, with the Pelicans or what, the Hornets, when whatever they were in New Orleans. Um, but he's always had good – he's made everyone better. He made Blake Griffin better. You know, he's he's making Devin Booker better in, in, in Phoenix. Like, that. That's a, that's a solid basketball team. That – that's a team that is building on that heat culture because nobody left, but people are going. Um, and it, I think this is a, a thing where the inability to get fans to games that, that maybe COVID is helping the Suns because it's a destination spot where you're probably going to go to a game and if the Lakers are in town, the Heat are in town, uh, you know, the Knicks are in town, uh, now the Nets, you're probably going to get more away fans than you are home fans because it's not really – you don't think of Phoenix, Arizona as a, as a basketball city. I mean, the Suns have been there forever, but you don't really think of them as that. I mean, the team rallied behind the Diamondbacks when um, they were, when, when they were you know, uh, in the World Series when they had Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, that unbelievable team um, with Mark Race and stuff like that. But um, – it's, I, I think that helps them, especially with young guys where, you know, it, it's not a mixed feeling for, you know, the home versus the away. It's like being a Florida Panther fan where I go to games and, you know, there's more Blackhawk fans or more Ranger fans than, you know, Panther fans. Um, so I think for, for a young team finding their own, this is kind of beneficial for them. And I think that's the same way for it that benefited the Heat last year in the bubble where Jim Butler's adjusting. And, and there's not, you know, despite the fact that he got to play in Miami, but we saw a different team in the bubble than the a Heat team that we saw uh, in, in the, in, in, with fans there. Uh, they, they weren't anywhere near as good while there's fans until the Heat got to the bubble. I think, I think this benefits the Phoenix Suns with finding their pieces, letting Chris Paul be a leader, knowing that Devin Booker is the guy there. I mean, they, they had, like, that, that's the crazy thing, man. We had Dwayne Wade here for so many years. And he was the guy. You came to Miami. LeBron knew that Wade was the guy. Bosch knew that Wade was the guy. Shaq knew that Wade was the guy. Anybody who walked through the door knew that Dwayne Wade was the guy. They, they could offer coaching and assistance. They could offer locker room mentality. And, and we had that with the big three. We bought in Richard Lewis and all these other big name guys that were, were studs other places. But everybody knew Miami was Dwayne Wade's team. And I think that's kind of what's happening in Phoenix where you bring in talent Everybody knows it's Devin Booker's team, but every, with, with guys like Chris Paul, like I re, I'm reinstating, it, he's able to grow that culture that is so well-known in Miami that maybe Phoenix becomes a Miami culture of the West. Um, yeah, and, and you got to remember, um, they went undefeated in the bubble and barely missed the yeah. playoffs. They, they yeah. didn't lose a game. They went like 10-0. and 0. Um, I guess they were just down. They, they were just down so much. 
that it was uh, too much to overcome. But since the bubble, they've they've been a tight knit group, uh, yep. playing well. Um, and yeah, you may be right. There, there is some type of culture they're building right now, led led by Chris Paul, the yeah, NBA I mean, Players Union's president. The the only team as good as the Suns in the last ten games is the Utah Jazz. They're both nine and one. Wow. They're, they're, now, uh, they need to learn how to win in overtime uh, because they're 0-3 in overtime. But listen to this. On the road, 9-5. At home, 11-5 for wow. the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, they're, they're kind of going under the radar, too. I, I didn't realize. I thought they were like a middle-of-the-pack team. But <laughs> where are they seated over there? What are they, like fourth, fifth? Right now, they're the fourth team in the West. Wow. They're 20 and 10. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Two back of the Lakers, two back of the Clippers. Hmm. It's insane. Wow. You know, we're talking about teams you don't want to face. I mean, that's yeah. a team that, look, if Anthony Davis's health doesn't improve, if he's not there for the rest of the year, I think the Lakers are done, man. I mean, I know they got a nice bench, but when you don't have a dynamic big man, like Anthony Davis is, who can stretch the, the, the court. I mean, Utah's got a bunch. We know the Clippers have a bunch. Phoenix has been playing lights out. Portland uh, with CJ and, and, and uh, Dame. Yeah. I, I, you know, and Denver, at some point, Denver's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, if, if, if the Lakers don't have AD, yes. It's over for them. Yeah. I, I don't think – I mean, of course, you know, LeBron can carry a team, but it's just so many threats uh, in the West, and they yeah. probably built their teams to beat the Lakers. <laughs> so without AD, that's uh, a tough mountain to climb. So in the East, because we're talking about all these guys in the West that could win, and I think, I think we're going to have a champion out of the West again. Because, like I said, I don't I, – I just think the personality in Boston in, – um, in Brooklyn, with those three guys, with uh, Durant, who's got to have burner accounts because he gets butt hurt over uh, <laughs> people talking about him. With Harden, who would rather be at a strip club than on a basketball court. And Kyrie with – clearly Kyrie needs to see a counselor. Um, with those three personalities, man, I, I, don't, like, I don't like Brooklyn at all. Uh, even if they get out of the East, I just, I just don't think with a first-year head coach in, in Nash, and I, and I love Nash. I thought he was a great player. I think he's got good basketball sense. Uh, but, you know, we saw it here. It, it's hard to manage personalities, especially in big-time games. Um, not saying that Kyrie and Durant and Harden don't want it. You know, I, I think they want championships, but I feel – the team build in the West is better. And I feel the team build in Philadelphia is better. And if I'm the Sixers, where there's a little bit of camaraderie, they played together for some time now. They've been, you know, competitive. They were supposed to be the team last season that, that, that came out of the East and challenged the Lakers. Nobody's talking about them. Nobody's giving them any credit, and they're just winning. Joel Embiid 
is having he's not an MVP, but he's having close to an MVP type season. Yeah, he's definitely having uh, MVP type season. They scored fifty the other night. The thing, the thing about the 76ers, which uh, probably scares people and to why they're not being spoken about, is because you know the last two to three seasons they've under underwhelmed mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and now you add what? Uh, who's their coach? Doc Rivers. Yep. Who does the same thing in the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> just ask the Clippers, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so it's kind of scary. Like, do, are they are they gonna be for real this time? But, uh, they they always come up short, and now they have the coach who comes up short. It, it's just a it's a bad combination when you want to put, you know, some faith in them. But yet, we're putting faith in three guys with horrible locker room uh, etiquette, a first year head coach. And we're, we're going to put faith in those guys like th- like that's who we're putting faith in. You know, it's it's insane. Uh, guys score a bunch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the East right now. And, and like I said, there's no team that I'm behind saying, yeah, this team is the, is the lock in the East. I mean, look, everybody's writing off the Bucks, but the Bucks are still only two out. They still have Giannis. They, they still improved their team this offseason. So I, I'm not – look, I don't think the Pacers are a threat. The Raptors, I mean, they could be. I mean, I don't think they, they've fallen off dramatically other than losing Kawhi. I don't think, I don't, I don't think the Raptors are that bad. Uh, Boston, everybody was hyped on Boston when they, they were the pick this year. Boston's going to do it this year, you know, uh, they're, they're, they want vindication for their loss to the Heat last year. Well, they're 15 and 15. They're a game up on the Heat. This is this is why I said on Thursday, uh, just get the Heat in the playoffs. If the Heat doesn't get in the playoffs, I don't I don't see a real threat. They can, it's gotta be they a can healthy, repeat. It's got to be a healthy yeah. team. Yeah, if, it, if it's a healthy Heat, I, I see them getting back to the final. With with Brooklyn on that side, you know. Yeah, because the, I, I'm with you. I, I look. I look right now. I've told you the most entertaining team all season has been the Charlotte Hornets, and they're they're in it. They're yeah. 14 and 16. Why not them, man? Ball's playing amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. You bring in Gordon Hayward. They they built a a, a team down there. They they got a team in 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 Charlotte. I mean, for, for Christ's sakes, the Chicago Bulls are, are in the, technically in the playing game right now. Yeah. And they're, who's on that team? I, I couldn't even Zach tell Zach you. Zach Levine the Bulls. is all I know. Yeah. <laughs> and no offense, when a white guy's leading your team in the NBA, it's kind of hard to, to <laughs> minor, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I, I just, um, man, I just, the East is rough. It's just rough. Uh, and g- guys are starting to get bought out, so you're going to start seeing players move teams. Um, the talk is possibly Bradley Beal uh, going to the New York Knicks. Now, the Knicks are going to have to give up quite a bit to, to get Bradley Beal. Uh, obviously, you know, Derrick Rose wasn't just enough for the Knicks. They have to, they have to go get more, even though Rose is coming off the bench. Uh, but it, it's going to cost a lot. To, to get Beal, you're probably looking at quite a few first-round picks. And look, we know in basketball, first-round picks are giving up like nothing. 
Like, like absolutely nothing. Hey, yeah. you know, you want a mid-grade star? Here's 17 first-round picks for the next 18 years. <laughs> like, wait, don't first-round picks don't matter. Uh, and, and, you know, unless uh, you know guys like Zion Williams are coming out, and I got to eat my words. On Thursday, I said uh, not impressed with Zion Williams, and uh, <laughs> looked at his stat line um, after the show on Thursday, and I watched what he did throughout the weekend. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> where that could be. Uh, on on uh, replayed back, and I look like a fool because Zion's having a a great year for the absolutely horrendous uh, Pelicans. Um, so, but why why would why would Bill want to go from Wizards to Knicks? I mean, you might as well stay at the Wizards. I mean, the Knicks I, <laughs> haven't been good in twenty years. Yeah, but I mean, look, they're they're competitive this year. I mean, there's uh, Wizards on a Wizards are on a six game winning streak. Just stay put and lose there. If you're, if you're, if you're going to get traded, go to a winning team. The Knicks aren't a winning franchise. Technically, as of late. Technically, the Wizards are only four games behind Boston. So, I oh mean, they keep doing what they're doing. They, they could be in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought Bradley Bill wanted to remain a Wizard. Well, I think I think Bradley Beal's point was he wasn't going to force his way out. Uh, he wasn't going to say he wanted to be traded. Um, you know, he, so, he's a fighter from what he said. He's a fighter. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's going to he's going to stay with the team unless they look. If we had a show, Corey, that's national radio. Right. So you and I are let's say we're on the Mickey Mouse four letter network, which would never happen because Mike Greenberg would have to give up a show for another show to come in. So let's just say we're on the four letter network and uh, Fox comes in and goes, man, we really, we really want Corey. Like ESPN's not getting rid of me. They're not, they're not going to get rid of the show, but Fox says, man, we really want to take Corey, but you know how bad that'll look like you leave the show. It'll look bad because John wall has gone and there'd be nobody left in Washington. Uh, there'd be nobody left on the show. So Chris is gone. All right. So Chris, Chris gets traded. Chris is gone. He's, he's, uh, he's on CBS now. And uh, you and I do well, uh, shows doing well. ESPN's never going to get rid of us. And Fox comes like, we think we can make Corey a star. We want to, Corey can take uh, Fox to a different level. So we want Corey, uh, but you're in a contract. Can't get out of it. Uh, it's known now. It's very well known. Fox wants you. We're having creative differences. You, 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 you visually and audibly have made it clear on the show at times you're frustrated with our creative differences. So, but you know, Fox is going to give you that. You know, you're going to, you're going to be the man over there. So you're going to say the right things here, but visually and audibly, we know you want out. And that's the Bradley Beal situation. Like, like he's so talented and, and, and the Knicks have a lot of money and have a lot of, ability to to grow that franchise around Bradley Beal. Look, Derrick Rose is playing well off the bench. They they have a lot of young pieces. I think the pieces in the in with the Knicks are better than what Washington has. I think Washington's hampered for a while. So for me, look, I, I think Beal wants out. The Heat can't afford him. I, I think this is the destination he'd want to be is in Miami, but I just don't think that they can uh, financially bring him on board. Um, I, I think Miami has to give up way too much. They don't they can't they can't give up what they need to give up and stay competitive where they are now. Cause the heater win now 
the, the Knicks are maybe, maybe we can compete now, but we want to compete two, three years down the road. The Heat are like, look, we, we made the Eastern Conference Finals. We made the championship last year. We're, we're, we're win now. And Bradley Beal takes too many pieces off of our team to put us in win now. And that's why they went out and got uh, Mo Harkless and um, can't remember the other guy we got this year. Every break. Every, 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 yeah, can't remember because he hasn't played pretty much all season. <laughs> okay. um, so the Heat added what they needed to add financially good players Bradley Beal going to the Knicks we know he wants out he does he doesn't need to say it his, his visual is there uh guy's still playing hard got to give him credit for that but yeah I, league leading scorer I believe yeah, yeah so I think I think he fits well with the New York Knicks I think he helps the Knicks dramatically I, I think he makes the Knicks a very interesting team next season and the following season, depending on what they do in the offseason and with draft pieces. And I think he makes the Knicks a desirable spot. When you add a guy like Bradley Beal to your team with a bunch of young guys, maybe you're able to go get another free agent uh, in, in the offseason, uh, you know, that, that makes that team better. I, I, I think it would be a good move. Um, the Knicks, they're talking about maybe three first-round picks uh, for Bradley Beal, and I think that's a fair compensation for, for, for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, some players would have to be involved too, though, right? Yeah, they were talking about the money. They were talking about Knox possibly going. Um, and look, he's done nothing since since they drafted him. I thought he was going to be great, and he's he's done nothing. Okay, and uh, they'll they'll hold on to Julius Randle. I'm guessing. There's talks that that's who they want to keep. They want to build with Randle and uh, and Bradley Beal. So uh, okay. you might see other guys going, but. That's a that's a good two to build around those two guys. Yeah, it is okay. I I see I see them as a five hundred team. Yeah, well this season <laughs> this season yeah of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know I I have to thank the basketball gods for listening to the show on Thursday and and fixing the league in a matter of five days because uh, <laughs> what was that dunk? It was somebody playing Orlando I think, and there's a. Anthony Edwards from Minnesota. My God, you saw that. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was the most hellacious dunk since LeBron James buried Jason Terry. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Um, and he was, uh, I think he was a former first round pick. And that's that's the first thing we've heard from him since he's been drafted. <laughs> God, it was, if you haven't seen the dunk, the, the kid's name is Williams. A- Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. The, the dunker? Yeah. Yeah. You need to go on YouTube and find this dunk from Anthony Edwards. I, I, I don't know the guy he buries, but it's the most aggressive dunk. And it's not like the, the dunk was finesse too. I mean, the dunk was beautiful. Even yeah, if, was. if he doesn't bury the guy, uh, the dunk was just a good dunk. And his reaction afterwards where he's just smiling He's not showboating. He's not standing over the guy. He's not flexing. He just gets up. He smiles. He knows the dunk is beautiful. He looks up at the scoreboard so he can watch the dunk, and he smiles even more. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a violently beautiful dunk. I could have. I was. It was. I mean, he killed the poor guy. But uh, I was. I was sitting. Um, I was sitting in my house and I watched the dunk and I go, "Thank you." I said, I asked, and you, you've given me what I've asked for, NBA. Thank you. Finally, the season is getting good. And uh, I expect it to get a lot better as we, as we get into uh, players getting cut and let go. This happens every year. 
Um, if you're not into the NBA, this is like mid-season free agency. It's awesome. Uh, anybody who um, is an NBA fan will tell you this is the best part because this is where you fix your team. So you, you start the season with free agency. You start with the, you know, you do your free agency, you do your draft, uh, you try to fix your, fix your team. Your team starts gelling right now. And then, you know, there's guys that require a lot of salary cap money. So you want to cut them uh, and you start taking on these guys. And the great thing about these guys, once they pass the uh, free agency, which most of them do, when you get cut, I would say 98% of the guys w- will make it to free agency because if you pick them up after they get cut, you got to eat some of that salary. You got you to take on the contract that they have. So if you let them get the agency, you can renegotiate. And most of the time, like guys like DeMarcus, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Cousins, uh, he's, he's one of the guys who just got cut. So you're not going to pay his salary, but somebody's going to pick him up that, that's all, you know, trying to compete for a title. They're going to pay him a little bit less. And, and he, you know, look, the Heat, have, he's been somebody the Heat look at. I don't think we need him. I think the Heat are fine with big men. But a team like the Lakers could pick him up again because with Anthony Davis being out, he could be somebody off the bench that could help them out. So, you know, this is the fun part. This is where I wish, uh, like, the NHL or the NFL had something like this in the middle of the season because it's pretty much a revamped free agency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it is fun. It's like a, yeah, mid-season free agency again, and uh, uh, people are getting bought out, switching teams. And I I did see see that, yeah, Boogie, uh, Boogie Cousins was waived. Um, man, if he goes to the Lakers, ah, the rich just gets richer, man. I mean, but you know that's where he's going to want to go. He wants a shot at the title. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, man, I, I mean, and he could still give you about 12 to 14 points. And that's all they need. Re- rebounds, yeah, yeah, that's they all get, they need. That's all they need. That's that's uh, literally all the Lakers need. And, and, and I wouldn't be shocked if LeBron's already on the phone with him going, hey, man, come on, <laughs> take the league, man. Take the league men. You've made enough money throughout your career. League men, come on in. Let's go. Let's go. let's get another ring. God, yeah. Can the Lakers get like a just a, a Paul Gasol? He just signed with Barcelona. I know. Get, get He's happy too. <laughs> Saul wrote how happy he was to play back where he uh, started. So good for Paul Gasol. You know that. Uh, you know he's he's out of the league. Good for him. I, I don't want the Lakers to repeat, and I'm not saying that Demarcus Cousins is the final piece. But he's a he's a he's a good piece to stash no, on, on the helps, bench. Helps the Lakers dramatically, uh, yeah. if, you know, in the repeat. And even if Anthony Davis comes back at, at some point this season, I mean, to have Boogie off the bench. Yeah. Um, well, I don't even know what's wrong with Anthony Davis. He he, he looks fine on the bench uh, in street clothes. <laughs> uh, I. I I don't feel like the injury is as serious as uh, whatever it is. He, he looks fine. He he changes shirts throughout uh, throughout the game. <laughs> I, I think he's. I, I really think he's rested uh, because, it, like we saw in the finals last year, he, he was getting hurt like every game. But he's been like that his whole career. Remember, he yeah. almost missed Team USA because he was hurt. Yeah, so he's a bit, you know, quote fragile. Uh, so they're probably just playing it smart with them. Oh, you got to. You got and, to. And, yeah, you know, saving them for the, the playoffs. It's so, it's funny watching the transformation of Anthony Davis from Anthony Davis with uh, the Pelicans to Anthony Davis with the um, 
with the Lakers, where like now his hair is all braided and he's like he goes through these different like uh, you know fashion moves. Like watching him come into games now. Like when you saw Anthony Davis to with with, um, with New Orleans, you're like, oh look at this guy. This guy's respectable. He understands his money situation. Like he's humble. Now you look at Anthony Davis with Lakers, like oh LeBron got him. LeBron got him. Like, <laughs> he's LA now, bro. He's, he's yeah. Uh, he's show, he's, he's showtime, Davis. <laughs> yeah, he sees uh, Anthony Davis now is nothing like Anthony Davis when he first entered the league. Like this humble kid from Kentucky. Now he's like, yo, I'm a champ. I know my worth. LeBron told me. LeBron told me how great I am. Like the greatest came from me. He didn't come for you. He came for me. And uh, I just, I just find it absolutely, uh, you know, entertaining to watch the transformation. Yeah, Hollywood, of Davis. Yeah, Hollywood now. It's Hollywood. Yeah, young <laughs> no more unibrow. You know, no more unibrow talk. He's Hollywood. <laughs> they got him plucking it every day. They ruined his. They ruined his brand. His brand ain't his eyebrows now. It's his game. <laughs> I think Anthony yeah, Davis right. behind LeBron's back is telling everybody, he goes, bro, I can't do it without me. He needs me. I'm the reason. <laughs> he, he probably really feels that way. I, I, look, I feel that way. I think LeBron's <laughs> the best player ever in, in the NBA. But when you, when you give LeBron a guy who's pretty much a seven-footer who could do everything, like, that's yeah. not fair. That's a cheat code. Hey, hey, best player in the league. Here you go. I'm going to give you a guy that nobody can really <laughs> guard. So, like, he's going to free up a lot of space for you. So, here you go. Oh, and you get to keep Kyle Kuzma as well. So, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it is unguardable. He could shoot threes. Like, come on. Right. Cheat code, man. <laughs> it really is. Cheat code. <laughs> so, but, you know, I'll go for it. No, no, I was just going to say, but, you know, when it comes down to it, I still got to favor the Lakers, if they if healthy, coming yeah. out of the West, there's there's nobody better. I mean, there's no team with more talent than the Lakers. It, it really, I mean, you could say, well, Brooklyn's got all the talent. Brooklyn's bench is terrible. It's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Beyond, yeah, beyond their starting lineup. Yeah, they try. <laughs> yeah. They have to they have to play forty two minutes a game in the playoffs. Uh, the starters. <laughs> it, it is, and I think they're gonna. I think. I think. Brooklyn's going to run into a lot of issues in the playoffs. When when a team's going to be able to get those looks, when you're going to be able to see those guys multiple times uh, in in a series, I think it's going to hamper them, man, because, look, you, you could find a way to keep those three out of the lane. Kyrie's got great ball skills. James Harden's got good moves, and so does Durant. They're going to score points, but I think you'll be able to shut them down. You know, push them back, make them shoot threes. I think you'll be fine. Because, look, they did that the other night. They won by shooting three-pointers, and Harden was like, oh, this is, this is what we thought. And, uh, look, I, I just don't think – I really don't think Brooklyn's a, a, a threat. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. Because, I mean, they're winning, and once you put Durant in, uh, I don't know, man. They, <laughs> talent prevails a lot, you know, in the NBA. Like, they may not have the right – structure or or game plans but man those are three of the most talented guys in the oh, NBA heart yeah you know and and the games that have been winning like Kyrie's the one scoring like 30 and Harden's doing the triple double and you know uh Durant's tripping in you know over 25 uh when they do play together so man you're getting it from every angle who do you who do you focus on as a defense like 
who, who, who's your focal point? Whoever it is, you have two other options that'll kill you on a nightly basis. So talent prevails, man. That, that's why that's why you can't count them out for sure. Yeah, no, and, and they'll be there. Look, I fully expect Brooklyn to be in the uh, in the in the East Finals. I do. I, I two teams are going to make it. I, I expect Brooklyn to get there. Um, but like we've been talking from the the good part of the show, the, the East is wide open. There, there's, there's nobody you're looking at. I mean, I don't buy into Chicago. Like when I'm, when I'm looking at the top 10, the, the teams that are technically yeah. in Chicago is the only team I look at. And I go, they, they can't, come on. They got no shot. Yeah. Chicago. Uh, we can't even name two players from Chicago. They, they don't have a shot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I want to thank the NBA. I want to thank Adam Silver and, and the rest of the league for listening to our show on Thursday and <laughs> doing what we needed them to do, and that was uh, get better because uh, the, the season, like I said, has been horrendous. Yeah, look at that sports nuts transcending sports. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> Tell you, we, we we got our pulse on it. Yeah, we ask and we shall receive. Didn't even take a week. Didn't even take a week for our request to get out there. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's yeah, great. Kudos, kudos to the NBA for turning around. But, but as we, as I was mentioning on Thursday, yeah, I think it's just you know, uh, teams are more healthy now uh, with the COVID. That not as many players are going on the safety and health protocol. So mm-hmm. we're gonna get back to competitive basketball. You know, finally, finally, it was a rough. Yeah, it was a rough beginning uh, with so many postponements and blowout games and everything but it's starting to starting to come around starting to come around still still wish they wouldn't do the all-star game but yeah i'm, I'm with around. you it's it's insane <laughs> that they're doing that it's insane and, and and look you you and chris brought it up and you had a very valid point we talked about it in the nfl where the nfl was a little rocky till the season got going you guys will look like look they, they just started uh they'll figure out the COVID aspect of it and uh it looks it looks like we're finally starting to get there I think they should spend that week off um, playing playing uh, those postponed games. Like, look, here, here's why I don't understand they can't do what the NFL did for the Pro Bowl where they had guys play Madden tournaments. Mm-hmm. NBA Live 2K right now is, is, is probably one of the biggest basketball games on, on the planet. People, people love that game. And if you play the game, it's really cool because they have – Basketball players, like, in the story mode, interact with you. The NBA missed the biggest part of giving them a week off. They should have had either, you know, a fan tournament heading into the 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 All-Star break to where, like, you could win a chance to play a player. And you have, like, a fan versus player tournament. And then, like, a player, you know, you play all your way up. And then eventually in the finals, you have whatever. And you have a cash prize. Like, a lot. I think it would be great. You put it on TV. They, they already have, you know, Madden tournaments on TV and NBA live tournaments on TV. I think people would watch it. I think it'd be enjoyable, especially if you had a chance to, you know, uh, you have players playing fans. I, I think that was a big missed opportunity instead of having players play each other during COVID. Yeah. That, I, wow. That's that's a great idea. Silver, are you listening this week? You should. Yeah. Watch that. They're going to change the All-Star <laughs> game and they're going to use our idea. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a good idea. Play, uh, fan versus player. You know, you go through two separate brackets, the, the championship, uh, the champion winner of um, the fan versus the champion of the players tournament. 
Yeah, it, it yeah, would, that, be, cute. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Look at you, man. We need to get you a, innovator, bro. Innovator. Yeah. <laughs> need to get you a, a spot on the uh, NBA commissioner team. Yeah, that's uh, silver. Holler at me, bro. The, the, <laughs> the Jew connection, man. I'm telling you, get, get at your brother. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, kudos to the NBA. I really appreciate you guys. Like I said, I can't reiterate enough listening to the show on Thursday and, and finally being competitive and understanding that we are the pro- you are the product. We are the consumer. You need to make the consumer want to enjoy the product. And they've done that. And I uh, appreciate them doing that for us. Um, so as we move on from the NBA, there'll be a lot more to talk about now that we actually care about what's going on there because the product, like we said, is getting better. Uh, so the NHL, man, if you live in South Florida, if you live in Florida, the NHL, my friend, it has been fantastic because as we sit here as a franchise that got made fun of stating that playing in the COVID era will be great for the Panthers because, uh, you know, they don't have fans that show up. Well, guess what? Guess what? The Florida Panthers are in first place, and they've been on first place for over a week. They have yeah. 26 points. They're, two, they're a point up on Carolina, two up on Tampa, a point up, uh, four points up on Chicago. So right now, the Florida Panthers, 6-2-1 at home, 6-1-1 one one on the road, 1-1 one one in shootouts, their last 10 games, 7-3-0. Same Ooh. as the Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Hey, yeah, I, I mean, I watch, I watch every game now. They're they're just exciting to watch. Uh, these moves that they did in the off season to bring along with the staff we already had, man, I I just love watching them play. And every they're they're in every game. Like you, you don't see the yeah. Panthers getting blown out or anything like that. They're in every game. It took them forever to lose in regulation. Yeah, and, and the, like thing 10 is, games. The, the thing, too, that we talked about with the Panthers, for years they have not been a physical team. For years they don't fight. For years, man, there was no guts on this team. Great scoring, no guts. And everybody knows, especially kids growing up in the 90s, you got to have guts. And uh, finally, they I mean, there's like a fight every single game now for the Panthers. They yeah. <laughs> stick up for each other. They get things going. Their loss to Tampa when they got blown out. They got physical at that end of the game. And what happened the next game? They came back and they beat Tampa. Mm-hmm. So it's not like – I don't think they've been on a losing streak all season. I think they lose a game. They make adjustments. Boom, they're back out there playing great. There's there's a three-game stretch where Frank Fertrano is blowing people's minds. There's a three-game stretch where Huberdo is. You got Barkov silently playing like the way a captain should play. So Barkov is having a season. We, you know, Finally, they said, hey, Bobrovsky, we're paying you $10 million. Guess what, bro? You ain't playing because Drieger, Drieger plays much better. So Drieger's playing. Yeah. You know, uh, it's almost to the point where every time Bob's in goal, we lose, but Drieger's in it, we win. I think Drieger's got one yeah. loss and, and Bob's got one win. So uh, the fact that we pay Bob $10 million, not affecting, not affecting the Panthers at all. Uh, so it, it's been really fun to watch, especially knowing that Spencer Knight 
is, uh, you know, in the w- w- wings waiting. If Drinker's playing this well, then, uh, hey, Bob, guess what? Panthers about to cut your 10 million ass. Like, they, they're going <laughs> to pay you, but you ain't going to be on this team much longer. <laughs> and, I, and I'll be with that decision. I'm, I'm fine with that. I get excited now when I see Drieger uh, mining the net. Yeah. Uh, we just have a better shot of winning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, he gave up, what, one goal last night? That's uh, it. it first period goal. They played awesome the rest of and, the way. And just remember, they played Dallas. And if you're a hockey fan, Dallas played in the Stanley Cup Finals last year against Tampa. <laughs> so they're they're – they have a uh, against Tampa. I believe they're two and one against Tampa. They're now against the teams um, against teams in the in, 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 that played in the Cup last year. The Panthers are four and one. Or, I'm three, wow. and, three and one against. And, and I think we played Dallas two more times. Uh, yeah, we have Dallas Wednesday games. and then Dallas on Thursday, um, which is weird. Uh, three home games against Dallas? No, I believe uh, we are... I think it's 2 and one maybe. I think we're in Dallas. No, they're here. Three straight. Uh, three straight against Dallas at home. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, yeah, so they're three straight against Dallas, uh, which is fine because... And this is what I go back to. The, the, the NHL is trying to limit the uh, travel uh, mm-hmm. for the teams. Yeah, the pan. I mean, the Panthers. I mean, listen, listen to this. Listen, listen. So Tampa Bay wins the Stanley Cup. Everybody's on Tampa. Everybody loves Tampa, right? They're still a favorite to win the Cup. The Panthers have outscored the Tampa Bay Lightning in the three games they've played them. Because I'm almost positive we've only played them three times. I'm just going to triple check that because we played. Yeah, so we played Tampa three times, right? So just to give you an insight of the goal difference between the Panthers and the Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning have scored against the Florida Panthers. They have put up eight, eight. Um, they put up 12 goals, 12 goals. The Panthers wow. have put up, yep, the Panthers have put up 12 goals. So they're 500. They, they both have put up 12 goals. Um, you know, Lightning got majority of their goals in their 6-1 win. But the, the, the games with Tampa, Florida, 5-2, they lose six to one, and then they come back and they win six to four. So, uh, you know, that's that's the champs right there. Twelve and twelve. Uh, you can't you can't get better. But but record wise, two and one. And yeah. then you add in you add in uh, the the win over uh, the stars three and one. They, they're three and one against the two teams who played in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. The first place Florida Panthers three and one. You can't beat that. I mean, they. I mean, they're just playing great. Uh, even even when they looked lethargic last night in the first period, um, in the second period they turned it on. Man, they had twenty like twenty five shots on goal in the second period alone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, listen, <laughs> I was on. Um, I, I I really didn't watch the game last night. I was kind of watching it on my phone. Um, but you know, as a big wrestling fan, I um. I was watching, I was watching the Monday Night Raw last night, and uh, I was, I was like looking down. I, I went on Facebook, and somebody's like, "Wait, am, am I seeing this right? Is there really fifty shots on goal in the start of the third? And I was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." And then I got mad. I was like, "How do we have fifty shots 
but only two goals. And then I watched yeah. that Avi Bulin was playing out of his mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, so uh, that's the Dallas uh, goaltender. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, it, it was, um, uh, it was insane. He had a great performance. Uh, that, that goalie had a great performance. Think, think about Face that. all those shots. <laughs> you have 49 saves in a game that ends in regulation. 49. <laughs> and, and you shots. lose. 52 shots on goal. It's insanity. <laughs> like and, I know, I know uh, a lot of our listeners don't watch hockey. A right. normal hockey game has anywhere between 25 to 31 shots in a game in all three periods. Teams usually average between 11 and 12, 10, between 10 to 12 shots in a in a period. The Panthers had 52. And one of the goals, the, the third goal was an open, it was an empty netter. So this guy, yeah, yeah. So this guy technically was standing on his head to, to you know, <laughs> keep, to yeah. keep Dallas in that game. Yeah, saved 49 out of 51 shots, man. Oh, that, that he, he made some great saves too, man, uh, because – like I said, after the first period, the Panthers turned it up offensively. Yeah. They were in in Dallas' zone uh, for the majority of the periods and just shot after shot after shot. And he was turning them away, man. Yeah. It, was, it was a great game. It was like a finals-type game. Yeah. Drieger is going to be in goal uh, uh, tomorrow night. So yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's a 5 o'clock. Listen, if, if <laughs> you want to see the hype that, that's behind these Florida Panthers, uh, they play tomorrow night, 5 o'clock, uh, if you're down here. There's tickets, man. Uh, remember, the BB&T is one of the only places you can go and watch live hockey. Uh, people are actually traveling to come watch hockey down here. So um, tickets are available. Dallas is a very good team. Uh, buy a ticket, man. They're, they're not expensive to, co- to come see this team. The, the, the Panthers are doing a fantastic job. Uh, there's no money exchanged at the, at the arena. My sister went last night, said it was very enjoyable. Um, they, they keep you away from other people. Uh, it's, it's all cashless so you could actually order from your phone uh to the concession or you pay with a credit card it's the only way you could pay it's a cashless uh system there's no paper when you go in your tickets are on your phone they scan your phone um masks are required unless you're eating or drinking like at dolphin games so it, it, you don't have to worry about being on the in the heat so uh you know i i implore you go go check out this team because they 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 look great man and it's it's so it's so upsetting that um, we can't get a full season here uh, this season because the All-Star game is is what would have been here this year. Uh, the Panthers would have had it. And um, the, the, I think Barkov, I think Huberto would have, would have both been uh, in the All-Star game this season. Uh, there's a good chance that Hornquest would be in it, the guy we got from Pittsburgh. He's, play, I mean, you want to talk about a, a veteran asset? He's been outstanding. We got uh, what's his name from uh, Gudis from uh, from the Flyers. You wanted to bring that hardcore element, so we go get a defender from Philly. Anytime we get a defender from Philly, they're going to beat the crap out of people. So we got Gudis. Uh, he's here for Heggy. For I can't pronounce his name, but for Heggy, yeah, he's he's been playing on real hockey. Uh, you know, you get you. The, the the Carolina Hurricanes. We beat Carolina after they jumped two goals up. They try to get Frankfurt. Uh, they try to get uh, uh, Trocheck to get the game winner against us. You know what happens? Turnover. Boom. Panthers win off of a yeah. Huberto goal. Like no, 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 no. This ain't the same Panthers that you just get to decide that you're gonna take. You know, Frank, uh, you're gonna you're gonna get uh, Trocheck. You're gonna get Vinny 
to, to get uh, any sort of semblance against us. No, Vinny, you don't get that sweet moment. Huberto gets that moment. So this has been a fun team uh, this year. Look, it's a 50-game sprint to the, to the Cup. Uh, the Panthers play the way they are. They're, they're, they're going. They're, they're, they're going to the playoffs. No, no playing this year against the Islanders. The, the Panthers, they're, they're going to the Cup. Uh, not to them. I'm already getting ahead of myself. They're hey, going to the Cup. <laughs> but uh, they're, it, they very much look like they're on their way to the playoffs. Uh, the, the, the NHL standings, uh, just to give you an idea, we've talked about this. We talked about this last week when I kind of went off on the NBA for not uh, what I thought um, was setting up the, the, the season in, in a way that they needed to. Um, but the NHL broke down the league um, into separate divisions. They have the Scotia, Nova, the Scotia North League, which is all Canadian teams. It's Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal, Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa. Then you have uh, what the Panthers are in. It's called the Discover Central. I don't some weird names, uh, but it, it's Florida, Carolina, Tampa, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Nashville, Detroit. Then you have the Mass Mutual East, uh, which is Boston, uh, Washington, Islanders, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Rangers, uh, Devils, and Buffalo, uh, the Honda West. And now I just discovered that it is all sponsored. Every division has a sponsor. So good for good for Gary Bettman getting more money. By naming the divisions. Good for you. Gary Bittman says, hey, we're going to lose money by fans not being there. Don't worry. We're going to get sponsors for, for our division names. Uh, so the Honda West, uh, Vegas, uh, the Blues, Colorado, uh, the, um, the Kings, Arizona, Minnesota, San Jose, and Anaheim. Uh, right now, point-wise, the Florida Panthers have 26 points. They are the second highest point team in the league look at that only the toronto maple leafs have more points than the panthers uh they they th- that team is good they're they're eight three and one at home eight uh six one and one on the road their last 10 they're seven two and one so very similar to the panthers very, very similar to the panthers um you know even edmonton who's got the best player Connor mcdavid panthers got more points than them two more points than the second best team uh in in the uh Scotia North. Uh, so when you look at the Panthers, uh, 26 points, second most in the NHL uh, with a plus 11 difference. If you don't know what that means, it means the Panthers have scored 11 more goals than the teams they faced. Not just the one team, the combined total of goals, the Panthers have 11 more than the teams they faced. And remember, they play the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've played Carolina. They've played Chicago, who are the top uh, three teams in the division behind them. And they've also played the Dallas Stars, who were the team uh, that played the Lightning last year in the Stanley Cup Finals. So if you say the Panthers haven't had a hard division, you're wrong because they play all the teams in their division. Every single one of these teams, except for the Detroit Red Wings, were playoff teams last season. So the Panthers are in a division where everybody has made the playoffs last year between Nashville, Dallas, Columbus, Chicago, Tampa, Carolina, and Florida. And Florida only got to the playing games. Florida only got to the playing games. That's impressive, and it's funny because I think two of our losses are from Detroit. That's it. Two regular seasons. <laughs> we have we have two losses at home, one loss away. Two of our losses, two in regulation, to Detroit. One at home, <laughs> one on the road. Do you know our other home loss was to Tampa? So literally, <laughs> when they play a good team, they beat them. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's uh, that's uh, a good recipe for the playoff because you're going to face only good teams. Yeah, that's usually, <laughs> that's usually how it works out. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Panthers. So there you go. I haven't been this excited about the Panthers since Van Deesbrook. Do you know how much this is killing me? That like I forewent my season tickets because I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going with my 73 year old father to NHL games during a pandemic, um, and and so I'll I'll pick them next year. And they're gonna they're gonna this will be of course this will be the year that they're they're gonna do it. Like, this will be the year. Like, it'll be, of course, of course, it's gonna be it, man. Uh, yeah. So uh, five o'clock tomorrow, Panthers Stars. Uh, the second of a three-game uh, series. Make sure you um, tune in, catch them. They're, 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 they look great. They, they absolutely, uh, absolutely look phenomenal. Uh, so to end out the show this, this week, we're getting ready. Uh, we talked about NBA's second free agency as players get bought out. We talked about the Florida Panthers. Now it's time to talk a little bit about football. I know we try to stay away from it, but there's nothing really to talk about with baseball. Pitchers, catchers reported. Um Nothing really going on until the season really gets started. So football, though, and they, they've learned, you know, everybody gets on Roger Goodell. I did a little bit this season because I felt like he treated my Cleveland Browns a little poorly. But Roger Goodell has figured out a way to make the NFL a year-long league where you're going to talk about them no matter what. And uh, we're getting ready for free agency. The big part about free agency is because you got to get you got to get your trades in too before the draft starts. So we still know Deshaun Watson is the big piece out there. And it sounds like the Carolina Panthers are the team that's trying to get Deshaun Watson. There's still talk about the Jets doing it. It sounds like the Dolphins are out. It does not sound like Miami will make any semblance of a move to get Deshaun Watson. I'm pretty sure that makes you happy, Corey. I'm pretty sure that makes Chris happy. Uh, so sounds like Miami's out. It sounds like the two teams that are in the race for Deshaun Watson are going to be um, the New York Jets and Carolina. It sounds like Carolina is trying to do everything in their power to get Deshaun Watson, while Houston still sounds like they're doing everything in their power to make Deshaun Watson miserable. So if you had a guess, is, is Deshaun Watson going to leave Houston? They've been very clear and very adamant that he is not going anywhere. He's staying put, but is he really staying put? Um, man, I I just think um, it's in Deshaun Watson's control, and if he makes a big fuss about it, um, they're gonna eventually get rid of him. So I, if I had to pick, I'd say yeah, he's he's still leaving. He, despite despite what the Texans are saying publicly, I, I think they're still gonna trade him. Now I saw something to interesting the, to the Panthers too. Yeah, I, like the Jets, the Jets got a, the Jets are going to be able to get uh, Wilson uh, from, and it, that, that's where it sounds like the Jets are going, is with Wilson from BYU, which was smart. I mean, the kid's got a, he's got an arm. I don't know how good he's going to be. You know, the, I, I just don't know. This college football season was really tough to watch. Um, you, I couldn't really evaluate players. That, that well this season, there's some guys that you look at and you're just like, they're going to be good. The, with Waddle and, and uh, Smith from um, uh, Alabama, Alabama as, long, uh, as, as well as Najee Harris from Alabama as well. Jamar Chase, you know, is going to be good. You, you, you Look, you, you know that Justin Fields and um, uh, Trevor Lawrence are going to be good. Uh, so, you know, I, I, 
th- th- those guys, you're like, all right, I, I-, I get those guys. Um, Zach Wilson, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if the – look, I've talked to a couple Jet fans. You know my buddy Justin. He's, he's a big Jet fan. At first, he thought it was stupid for um, the Jets to go after a quarterback. Um, talked to him the other day about the, uh, the Wilson move, and he, he's, he's for it. It sounds like Jet fans are on board now with Wilson. Uh, you, you know, you don't have to give up too much. Uh, you, they're obviously going to take him at number two. Because you can't trade back because if you trade back, you risk losing them. So I, I think when we look at the draft on draft day, it's going to be um, Trevor Lawrence number one, and then it'll be uh, Zach Wilson number two. Now, I sent you something that I, I was very uh, intrigued by. I sent it to you and Chris this morning. It's a mock draft from CBS Sports, and, and I think I think I like it the most because I think as far as my, my brain works – I think it was the closest to how I would would do this if I was a GM. I, I thought a lot of these spoke to me. And, and the thing that got me at number three, which we all know the Miami Dolphins are at number three, I I like this trade a lot. So what they what they would do and what they have planned here is the Dolphins would trade back to five with the Cincinnati Bengals, and they would pick up the Bengals' number 69 pick in addition to having 18. But then they have Miami with the Colts, trading back, the Miami, then Miami gets the Colts 21st and they're 118th. And I like this because it, it doesn't mess up Miami's draft. It has my, at, at number three, and this makes a lot of sense for the Bengals because you don't want, you don't want Burrow getting hurt. And, and we know that there's a lot of things that, that they need it defensively in Cincinnati, but there's nothing more important than protecting your quarterback and we know how good Joe Burrow is. Joe, Joe Burrow's a stud. Before he got hurt, if Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, Herbert doesn't win rookie of the year. Bur- Burrow easily wins rookie of the year. And when you have a guy like Panay Swell from Oregon, who's a transitional player, you got to get him. And I, I think that's the right move for them. Like, he's going to be there at three because we know Zach Wilson's going to and we know Trevor Lawrence is going to one. So I, I think it's a really good move for both teams because – they still have um, Jamar Chase going to Miami at number five, and I like that. I like that a lot. The, now, they have Justin Fields going to Carolina at number four, and I think that aids Carolina in trading for Deshaun Watson because if Houston comes in and they're, they're asking just an insane price for Deshaun Watson, then – Carolina could be like, cool, man, that's fine. We're, we're, we're going to get Justin Fields. Uh, he could be, be Deshaun Watson-esque. He's got a big arm. He's mobile, um, and he's a tall guy. So, fine, cool, man. Keep, keep, keep Deshaun Watson. And, and it benefits the Jets, too, because right now, the Jets are in position for Zach Wilson. Carolina's in position with this, barring no crazy trades during the draft. They're, they're in position to get their quarterback. So right now, there's not many teams. I get Deshaun Watson's fantastic, but the, the there's not many teams that are going to pay you when they know you're in the bind. You don't have any first-round picks. You don't have a way to really help this guy. You don't really have salary cap to, to fix them. Stick with your guy. Stick with him. So as much as I do feel that uh, Justin Fields would be there uh, in Carolina – I, I, I still, I'm with you. I think Deshaun Watson does end up in Carolina. Um, 
which would help Houston out dramatically because if Houston gets um, – and this trade would come from the, – the only way for Carolina to get there is, is for Atlanta to get there. So there could be some moving around because um, Atlanta has the number four pick, uh, but it has Atlanta trading back to eight. But if – and this is all crazy. Like, follow us. Stay with us here because there's a lot <laughs> going on. So Atlanta has the number four pick, okay? Um, Carolina has the number eight. In theory, in theory, Houston can get the number eight from um, from Carolina for the Deshaun Watson trade, trade back up with the Falcons because the Falcons are getting rid of Matt Ryan. Uh, and, and who knows how much Matt Ryan's going to be there. Atlanta needs a lot more than a quarterback. So now you're Houston. You can trade up with, with the Falcons and get that uh, – uh, you can get that number four pick and you can go get Justin Fields. Or you can sit back uh, at number eight and uh, you can grab the quarterback from, uh, from uh, Trey Lance from, from North Dakota, who they have going to the, uh, they have going to the, the San Francisco 49ers with a trade with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> but this is a really cool, uh, if, if, you, if you don't see it, uh, if you want to see this, this is a really, really cool fantasy. Uh, fantasy. It's a really cool. Uh, breakdown of, of the NFL draft and, and potential trades. I, I, I like it. Um, it's um, it's on CBS Sports. It's their 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 mock draft, and it's it's probably one of the better ones that I've seen. Um, yeah. the, the one that gets me, and this guy's a stud. He he's going to be unbelievable. They have Kyle Pitts going to the Falcons hmm. at number eight. Wow. Kyle, I, I I I never thought the Falcons would be that team. I thought the Falcons need a little bit more. On defense, especially when they just hired a defensive coach, I thought uh, the Falcons would be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would think that first move should be – I was thinking like a Parsons uh, yeah. from uh, Penn State, Michael Parsons, but uh, I guess more offense, more offense for Matt yeah, Ryan. They got, they got Parsons going a pick later to Denver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would think Atlanta would go Parsons. Right, I, I, I would assume that that's what they would do. I mean, he's he's the best linebacker in, in the draft is who I want. I mean, uh, that's that's who I want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I I wouldn't understand that pick. I mean, I know Pitts is super super talented. Oh, unreal! He's the best tight end prospect I've seen since Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I guess. You can't go wrong with that pick. I just think I just thought they would prefer defense. So. Yeah, I, I concur. Now I'm not happy with who they have the Browns taking. They have the Browns taking a defensive lineman, um, but all the good linebackers are going to be gone uh, by that time. You know, uh, the main guy that I thought was on Cleveland's radar, who I thought we'd be able to get, unfortunately doesn't look like he's going to make it um, down to them. Was uh, Zaven Collins from Tulsa? Uh, I really like this kid, 6'4", 260, li- middle linebacker guy, can eat up the field. Uh, they got him going to the Raiders. So, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be there uh, for us. Um, so, but uh, the Dolphins, like, like I like their draft, man. They got, on the CBS one, they got Najee Harris and uh, Jamar Chase. I mean, how, how could you be mad about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't like, oh. go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and knowing they're going to make moves in free agency, but you give you give uh, Tua Tagovailoa, 
you know, he's he's got Devontae Parker. Now he's going to have Jamar Chase. And it sounds like Jamar Chase is the guy that's going to be going to Miami because for some reason, Smith is just falling in the draft uh, to even where Jalen Waddles, who's injured, uh, obviously he'll be healed by then. But uh, the fact that they have him falling behind there, uh, you know, it's 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 sad to see happen to a guy with so much talent. But it's it's the NFL, man. That's what happens when you don't have size. Teams are going to pass on you. Hey, but when your consolation prize is Jamar Chase. <laughs> but how is that even a con- – he's the best receiver in the draft. I, I, I just know. thought he didn't fit my I, – I just thought in Miami went with Allen Robinson and, uh, and and Devontae Parker. You can't have Jamar Chase because that's three guys that are almost identical wide receivers, even though talent-wise Jamar Chase is better than those two. So, yeah. uh, look, Miami – So now that changes, they wouldn't go after Allen Robinson then, I guess. No need for him. You go after – you can go after uh, Curtis Samuel. Because he's uh, he's he's a fast take the top off guy. So now you got Devontae Parker, Jamar Chase, Curtis Samuel, and they're all less than what you're gonna have to pay for Allen Robinson. Because Allen Robinson's gonna commission full, you know, top wide receiver money. Um, yeah. And then somebody got cut the other day. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, <laughs> a good addition. The guy's got hands. Yeah, he's got no quarterback to throw to him for you know the the one year that you actually have talent uh, when Carson Wentz was good. Alshon Jeffrey looked good. And, uh, you know, when they even when uh, they, they went to the Super Bowl, Al- Alshon Jeffrey looked good in the Super Bowl. Didn't he have a touchdown in the Super Bowl? He scored, yeah, he could have swore he got the first touchdown catch. So, to me, Miami's in a good position. And you end up with Jamar Chase and Nahanjay Harris with Tua Tai Viola. I mean, come, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, you know, so... I like I like like I said, go check this out on CBSSports.com. It's the, it's their their mock draft. Um, to me, when you look at everything, it's the most it's 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 the most logical mock draft. So I I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. When you sent when you sent us that, yeah, I looked over and I was like, wow, this is this is pretty realistic to what could actually go down um it it was one of the best marks i've seen so far yeah for sure yeah absolutely and if uh as a dolphin fan i'm getting chase and Najee harris let's go baby let's go <laughs> yeah dude that's I, it, look for me as a browns fan it was it was my least favorite draft because i was like man we def- we need a linebacker man we need linebacker and defensive backs we don't need another old lineman but you know it, we proved it last year. If you get after the quarterback, it don't matter what your linebackers and, and, and defensive backs are doing, especially if we pull Sherman. But obviously that'll change for Cleveland if J.J. Watt ends up in Cleveland and Sherman end up in Cleveland. The Browns are they're set on offense. They're not, they're not doing anything on offense. They'll probably go after a linebacker or trade up or who knows what, what Cleveland will do uh, to, solidify, um, to solidify that linebacking core because uh, – Defensively, as as far as defensive back goes, if Sherman gets there to play with Denzel Ward, you have Randall, you'll have um, you'll 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 have Del Pitt back. So Cleveland will be fine defensively on on the defensive back side. Um, but as far as linebacking, they still need help, man. Uh, that, that's that's a rough linebacking core for Cleveland, even though they have uh, Taki Taki who uh, sealed <laughs> sealed the Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Man, I, I keep forgetting you guys have Del Pitt too. Jeez, yeah. We haven't even seen him yet. That's right. It's crazy. That's right. So, 
you know, a lot, a lot to do in uh, NFL free agency um, before we get to the draft. As usual, we try to do a draft show every year. Obviously, uh, it'll be dependent if Corey and Chris are available. We, we, we did one last year. You remember us watching uh, the draft. We, we did it here on, on Zoom. So um, we'll, try to, we'll try to make something happen like that again this year, if not in person. Um, we'll definitely, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll try to do a Zoom one because this is a great draft. This is, this is a great draft for everybody, for every team. There's so many needs. Uh, it's going to be um, – um, it's, it's going to be a, I mean, I'm going to enjoy it because I think free agency is going to be a blast this year. And I think, I think the draft is probably if the talent level in this draft, I don't think we've seen, and this is across all facets of, of positioning in the NFL. I don't think we've had a talent draft like this where quarterbacks are just as equal as running backs is just as equal as wide receivers, where we have great tight ends. There's good offensive linemen. There's good defensive backs. There's good. I mean, Patrick Shushan Jr. Is, is in this. He, he's unreal. Uh, and then the kid from Virginia Tech. Um, oh, man, his name's escaping me right now. Uh, but the D-back from, uh, from Virginia Tech. I mean, it's just, just so much talent that yeah, would be unreal. Really yeah, that's our tens project you to go top 10 as well so yeah um, it's super deep this this draft is super deep so it's exciting it'll be exciting uh you know first things first though the free agents in march so i'm, I'm ready i'm ready for that and then you just plug in your holes with the draft and, yeah well the season will be upon them yep and uh then we'll be back talking football almost constantly until the panthers win their stanley cup then uh, you know we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll be talking about that <laughs> we'll be talking about that but that's going to wrap it up for us uh, tonight uh, or today, this afternoon. Uh, as, uh, as you know, this isn't our only gig unless somebody wants to give us a bunch of money to do this every day. Uh, <laughs> we got to go to work. So uh, for myself, uh, my co-host, Corey. Hey, Panthers, baby. First place all the way. That's right. Heat, Panthers, they're on burners. They're, they're hot. Lay that money on them. <laughs> we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Hopefully Chris is back with us until then. You guys have a great Tuesday and a good rest of your week. Take care.